Hey friend, welcome to the Street Cred Podcast where we take a look into the business side of the streetwear fashion industry. I'm your host, Elijah Delport, streetwear fashion videographer and director of Wink Films. On this episode, I speak with co-founders Casper Tremlett and Aaron Williams about their brand, Mertra Mertra. They began things more than a year ago in the peak of COVID and have been on the market since the beginning of 2022. By only the second drop, they sold out their entire collection of hoodies in only four minutes, marking Mertra Mertra on my radar. Not too bad if you ask me. Today's episode is for brands who want to learn the secrets to their success so early on. We speak about how to build hype, maximizing drop style releases and much more enjoy the show so for those who don't know you could you just introduce yourselves and um, tell us a little story that you think best defines you um so i'm caspar aaron (laughs) um we've pretty much been like lifelong friends um so yeah, that's a bit about us and kind of how we know each other anyway. Funny story that comes to mind. I mean, it's not really a story, but I guess just growing up, we were just talking about it before the podcast. Like we don't look as alike now, but yeah, growing up, I guess before puberty and all that, um, <laughs> we used to get called like twins and asked if we were twins, like pretty much daily. there would have been, it would have been a daily occurrence at one point, um, <laughs> which is funny and, and um yeah, like sometimes I run into people that we knew growing up and like they'll always ask me, oh, how's Casper and stuff because like we were been attached by the ways for so many years now. So Yeah, yeah great. So that, that was like you kind of grew up in each other's homes type of thing? Yeah, like my mum would mistake Aaron as me and stuff. Probably No just, way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, anyway, but we're, we're here today to talk about your brand, Mercher Mercher. Um, but yeah, could you guys just tell um tell me a little bit about your brand and um kind of g- give a bit of a, a backstory so we can fill in in myself and then all those who um actually don't know um anything more than what you post on Instagram. Do you want to go through it? Or? Yeah, happy to. So I guess the conception of the brand started in um in lockdown, like. Trem and I've just we've done a few things together. Like we've um well obviously played lots of sport together, but also we were DJing for a little bit. Mm. Um and then in lockdown, um we we're both into like the same type of artwork and we've always been into streetwear and fashion and and we thought like why don't we do something and, and just give it a really good crack and actually like put not just treat it as like a hobby, but like actually take it seriously. Um and we've always put that emphasis on taking it seriously because a lot of people we find like they'll do something like this as a hobby and only put like, you know, 50% into it and, you know, how far can you get with that? So, I mean, it's not like mm. we've gotten too far. It's still <laughs> early days. It's been like, what, four months since we launched. But, yeah, like, um, yeah, we def- it's a daily thing that, that we're putting into this brand and, um, yeah. Yeah. I think just building on that, um COVID last year, it was probably like the wrapping up of COVID, everyone was getting pretty sick of it. So um, how I remember it started was just pretty much we were on like a FaceTime call like most days just to try and entertain each other considering we couldn't see each other and there was mm-hmm. one specific graphic designer that we both followed that he um, posted like a type of 
I guess like animation we both really loved and Aaron said like we could I could so wear a t-shirt with that I remember him quoting that and then I said yeah I would love to wear something similar to that as well but um that's kind of when the idea came to mind and then just we're on like six hour long FaceTime calls together just brainstorming and talking ideas and stuff but it's pretty funny how those original designs that made us want to kind of fall in love and do our own clothing branded nothing alike what we're doing now so yeah yeah things like that yeah that's so interesting yeah there's but there was obviously a a burning passion um collectively uh, right from the get-go i think yeah with lockdown specifically no one could really like utilize their creative side there was not really much to do a lot of people were just procrastinating with whether it was TV or that one hour of exercise outside. So it really gave us a lot of time to focus on something, which was probably really cool. And um, that background planning and stuff put us in the right stead for like just pretty much planning to like where we are now, honestly. Obviously, we're, um, we've learned a lot of stuff on the way, but we really planned ahead before we properly launched because we wanted to not be catching up, but instead just future planning so we know where we're at. Yeah. yeah. And then like I guess we've always sort of said like we, we should do something together. Like, you know, we've, already, we've been mates together for like, what, 18 years now. So like why not, you know, try to do something together work-wise and, and you know, um, have fun while doing it. And so that's sort of where we're at now. I'm glad you guys are having fun. That's yeah, good. <laughs> Yeah, but but tell me a bit about the name, like Mertra Mertra. It, yeah, like like what is it? There's actually a funny story behind the name. So please <clears> share. Yeah, we yeah. sat down one day um, to brainstorm the name because we were like, yeah, we've got some good ideas, but we need to get a name um, secure that Instagram handle and all that. Yeah, and um, so we got the piece of paper out, got the brainstorm ready, and it just said like name in the middle of the paper. Had one line coming out from the middle. And we'll, like we just said, merch and merch are because <laughs> it's stupid, but it's yeah, mert the part of merch is like trem backwards. My last name Tremler, yeah. so M-E-R-T, and then Aaron. So pretty much, all right. Uh, we kind of uh, used to yeah, we kind of used to give ourselves that. I don't know who came up with it, maybe as, but it was kind of like we just called ourselves that a while ago, and it kind of made sense because we've always kind of referred to that. In saying that, though, we came up with that literally the first thing and then probably a couple of weeks after um, we'll continue to plan and Aaron was like second-guessing the name. He's like, should we really do it? Does it make sense and stuff? And I think we spent probably a solid two days brainstorming every name possible in the world, like just to be make it, I don't know, a bit more of a normal brand name, but we ended up just sticking with, um, Mertra Mertra because it made the most sense and it's a bit different. So, yeah, we've probably still got that sheet somewhere where it's that you just like name ideas and then just one idea and then <laughs> just blank. So, meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting that um, some of the, the greatest brands, the brands that we look up to, um, they the names don't make sense, they're not words. You know, mm. and, and sometimes even with a logo, it's the same thing. Like it has nothing to do with the brand. Take Nike, the name, 
Like, what the heck is Nike? What's a Nike? Like, it's it's nothing to do with shoes. It's nothing like we but, we discuss that. It's like yeah, at the, end of the day people aren't going to buy your stuff because of your name. You know what it's I mean? True. It's, yeah, it's what you're producing. So it's yeah, like tangible goods that like they can wear. So that's right. And 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 a name is simply a vessel to be known for. So like you take again like this example I gave of the logo, like a logo like Apple's. You know, Apple has nothing to do with technology, yet they're the they're the the biggest technology company in the world, and they're like, like it's it's crazy because like yeah, Apple has nothing to do with it, but it's simple and people know it, like it's familiar, and yeah. that that's why it works. And same, I think with a name like Mertra, Mertra, it has sort of like a a chant to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it is that is certainly memorable. I, I I read it the first time, and I I didn't forget it after that. Yeah, I remember um, one of like the first people we started working with asked the same thing, pretty much saying like, oh, what's it mean? And we explained. And he goes, oh, it's pretty weird. And then he followed it up with um, like sometimes weird can be good because it's really like memorable. And mm. so not that it's a big deal. Like we didn't really put too much emphasis on creating like a very uh, memorable like brand name or like being a hook. but. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's just how it's gone. Yeah. No. I heard this quote. Um. If you if you need to remember to do a specific task, place an object that you associate with that task out of place, and then every time you see it and notice that it's out of place, you will remember that task. Yeah, and it's true. the same with a name, like cool. with such a with with such a sort of. It's a strange name. It is like I, yeah. I mean, the guy you spoke to. I don't blame him. It is a bit weird, but it is exactly like that. It's it's out of place, but you see it and you remember at each time. Mm. So yeah, no, <laughs> oh man, that's great stuff, guys. But it's it's so it's so great to see that. So you guys, you only started out like this year. Have have you had any past experience with um, clothes, fashion, business, anything? Um. Yeah, I can just answer that quick and you can build on it as, no, nah, like not at all. Um, obviously, as and I, we've always loved fashion. And I think for me specifically, I loved um, just shoes as well. Um, so kind of building my fashion upon like buying a new pair of shoes, you know what I mean? Like building an outfit. I'd say that's where my love for streetwear kind of came about. Um, and then I've not really done anything to do with it. We hadn't thought about it until like COVID and lockdown, as we said. So um, business side of things, nah, I had never really researched fashion like in deep either. So same as you. Yeah, I mean, no like no uh, degrees or anything like that or like studying it at uni or whatever. Um We've both always been really into streetwear though, and mm. shoes especially. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like. Yeah. Cool. So, so it's, it's, I just did it. Yeah. It's just learning. She just did goes. it. Yeah. I think the most the biggest thing because yeah, so we did launch this year. Um, first collection mm. was in February, but we started it like well before we launched. So, you know, we've had a bit of time. With it's almost it's coming up to a year now, or maybe it's already past year. I don't even know. I've lost track, but. Um. Yeah, it was all just about like learning quick for us because we had no like choice if we wanted to launch. You know. Yeah. Web. So. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. so it's it's you've been uh, sort of active and on the market for about four months, and then, um, but it, this uh, idea or, or you started getting things the ball rolling about a year ago now. Yeah, right? I'd, I'd say that we we wanted to launch a lot earlier. Like I, I remember mm. in our original um, business like planning. business planning, it was kind of like October November time. Um, but obviously that was at the very start of our planning and we had no idea what kind of went into it. So both Aaron and I kind of divvied up roles that like we've got strengths in and decided to learn the ins and outs of kind of the industry, obviously still learning a bunch every day, but, um, just cause it was the two of us, we kind of had to learn from the very stop and didn't have like the very start, I mean, didn't have a mentor either, really. So yeah, um, no one we could just call up and be like, oh, how's this work and stuff. So we had to research it ourselves. Yeah. The yeah. only thing is like I would should add that um, I do have it like history in graphic design a little bit, like nothing crazy, okay. but studied it at school, did it um, as a hobby for a while. So um, we work with a graphic designer also. So um, yeah. That's pretty much. Well, that, that, I think that it's definitely helpful having a bit of prior knowledge in something, particularly in graphic design when you're designing T-shirts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, even if you do go to someone that you can appreciate for their skill that's put in the time, but you're able to, um, you're able to, you know, check in what they're doing and have some understanding. I think that's definitely helpful being um, business owners. Um, but I, I want to go a bit more into kind of those early days of your business this is after you launch but first i i asked this to all my guests on the podcast can you explain so both of you separately in one sentence what streetwear means to you your answers can be similar or totally different i'm curious jeez um do you want me to go i'm happy to yeah as can go for <laughs> yeah i mean I'd say it's just like a dynamic sort of thing that's like constantly um, evolving and changing and um, it's just a way of like expressing yourself but it's also, you know, a way that you can sort of get, join a kind of like group, I guess, you know, by the way you dress. Um, a good mm. example would be like push-pull. Like you see push-pull out on the street and, you know, they're part of a community if they're wearing those garments. So, um, yeah, it can be like you know, you're joining a club by wearing a particular garment, but it's also, yeah, how to yep. express yourself and, um, you know, sticking with the times because, yeah. you know, streetwear now versus 10 year, years ago is, you know, it's like black and white. So <laughs> Very different. Um, and then just me, just building on Aaron's, I think just like it's a representation of your personality. Um, as I mentioned, it's pretty much, it, it changes every month or whatever, what people are into, the kind of trends, mm. and that's kind of like people's personality. You grow and develop with that style, I guess. Um, if I look back at photos and same as as from three years ago with what we're wearing, we kind of look at ourselves thinking we're a joke. But at the time, <laughs> that was kind of what was in and what was trendy. So um, I guess like people's personalities develop and so does people's love for the clothing they're wearing as well. Yeah, definitely. It's it's that fashion cycle. I don't know the um exact, you know, year blocks on it, but there is definitely a fashion cycle like any sort of um popular culture. Yeah, and it just comes back around like there's a bunch of times where I've worn like a jumper or something and mum goes, "Oh, they they were like trendy in the 80s." And um yeah. 
uh-huh. I think it, gets, it comes in in fashion, out of fashion, does a whole loop, and then comes That's back. All That's all style for you, hey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, no, that, that's. I'm glad you um, actually mentioned uh, about streetwear being a sort of club because I, I definitely, um, I definitely support that ideology. Ideology that, um, yeah, and I think that's something that needs to be up upheld in and in the front of the minds of business owners with streetwear fashion brands that it's a club and you need to really make it a community and that's when people get around it. But yeah, just moving into um, sort of the the early days of your brand. So I I actually I heard of you guys because a creator that I follow um, from Melbourne, CK Creative. Um, yeah. yeah. So he like he's obviously a graphic designer uh, for those who don't know. But he posted something of you guys and like I've you know I've I've, I've um, specialized into this niche this year. Um, with my uh, videography and that, so I I thought I'd check you guys out and and look. One of the curious things that I um I found about your brand is that at that point in time you hadn't. Oh, actually, maybe you did have. No, at that point in time you didn't have any like clothing release. There was nothing on your page. You just had this one post of this spinning yeah. butterfly, Mercha Mercha, and I'm like, yeah, this is epic. And, <laughs> It was blowing up like that mind blown. Like my mind blows up at that because like, what the heck? Like you guys literally started from square one and you're creating something that's blowing up on Instagram. Tell me about that. How did you build so much hype from the get go? That was pretty cool. That That was cool. Um, I think like, look, we've got our own personal accounts and so You know, I think people had known that we'd been working on it for a while and working hard at it, especially our good friends. Like we were slowly, we told no one for the first four months probably except <laughs> our families. Which we, I remember people are calling like when we're out of lockdown, what are you doing? And as and I said, we're just studying. And then there was no uni on and stuff. So like they're, they're like, what are, they, what are you studying for? So um, <laughs> stock market. Yeah, we're like the stock market <laughs> and stuff. So didn't tell anyone. And then we slowly kind of put the word in that's what we've been going for. Yeah. And then so I think once we finally, you know, made that, like pulled the trigger and posted that and then, you know, um, announced it on our personal accounts and stuff, people just got around it and, um, you know, sharing it. So, you know, once you share like that's huge. A share is like massive. So lots of shares helped. And, um, yeah, that's sort of how we, we got off to a good start, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. So do you think so at the start would you say it was mostly friends and family? Yeah. So definitely um we've got a pretty good support network. Yeah. Um whether that's friends and family that have always like supported us. So at the start um I'd say for sure a lot of our initial 200 followers or whatever it was probably 95, even higher, uh, people yeah. we knew to a degree or friends of friends and stuff, Yeah, especially mm. since, as you said, the animation was the first thing. So people might have not even know what it was a streetwear brand yeah. or whatever. Like I'm sure yeah. people saw that post and they're like, like a lot of people would have followed, but a lot of people would have been like, well, you sort of haven't done anything to earn my follow yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's just an, even though it's cool animation, like it's just an animation. So mm. I think like once we started to post more, yeah, that's like when those kind of people, we won them over, or well, some of them anyway. Um, and, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, cool. Do do you think you're still riding that wave of friends and family, or do you think it's moved beyond that since then? I'll let Az answer this one. Yeah, actually, it's funny you asked that because I was just reviewing, um, like, so we've had three drops now. Mm-hmm. I was reviewing like the percentages of people we know versus don't know in terms of um, customers. From yeah, talk to us. me about that. Yeah, so, so we've got them written down. <laughs> yeah, they're right here actually. So drop oh, one. Goody. Drop one was eighty three percent people we knew, seventeen percent or not new, but like friends of friends yeah, or like in the same sure. community. Sure. But um, yeah, we had that other seven seventeen percent um being like interstate orders and things like that. Unknown. Yeah, and then. Oh, and keep in mind, like we we've probably spent in totality like 100, 150 bucks on ads in the, the whole time we've been. Doing <laughs> Far this. out. So, yeah, it's pretty organic. Um, yeah, that is very organic. A, which was early May, um, it was seventy uh, percent people we did not know. And wow, yeah. And I think we did a giveaway between drop one and drop two, and I think that brought in a lot of people. Um, as well as TikTok. So that there was a big shift from people we knew to people we didn't, which we sort of expected because everyone wants to support in the first well, yeah, You always hear brands and they're like, oh, the first one's obviously going to have hype from your friends and family and people are going to support it no matter what the product mm. is and stuff. But I think an encouraging sign for me, and I'm sure Aaron too, was when people did get their garments, whether it was our closest friends or wasn't, we were getting good like, reviews and feedback on them whether it was the cut of the garment or the just the overall quality so we knew that put us in good stead like we didn't just jump the gun and it's a credit to our planning I guess like didn't jump the gun and just uh, bulk produce our first sample and stuff like that so yeah and just jumping back to 2b which we had or the third drop which we had late May so we had one in the 3rd of May and then one on the 25th of May Mm-hmm. That was 91% people we didn't know. Wow. And 9% of friends and family. Um, so, yeah, it's it's sort of, it's expected. I didn't think it would be so, like, abrupt, that change between the first yeah. election. But, um, oh, I mean, it's it's good. It's, as... We're happy with it. We, we honestly probably preferred it because, you know, it gets the brand out there more from just this sort of bubble that we're in, in, in um, you know, where we live. So Yeah. Absolutely. And and something I've spoken about with previous guests on the podcast is that you can only ride that friends and family wave for so long. They'll be mm. with you at the start and, and, and throughout, but you know, they'll, you'll get the most, the majority of that support in the start, but then it's great to see you guys have um, kind of developed that into, you know, what was like what'd you say? Eighty percent friends and family in the first one, and then by the second one, it was down to only thirty yeah. percent. Like, yeah, now we're damn, about, about nine, and it's like it's really good because obviously, as it's a different uh, community and friends that are seeing it and can potentially follow us, but also it's sometimes bad that like our close friends can't get their hands on garments they want to get, but that's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah, it's mean, reassuring at the end of the day. Like we know we're not just selling to people who want to support us, but people actually like our stuff, which we want. Like that at the end of the day, yeah. our biggest goal is to produce stuff that people are like fire out. I need that. Like yeah. I want to buy that really badly and wear it. So yeah, yeah. we'll wrap with it. But um, yeah, no, we're we're happy with how it's all going in terms of you know the drops <laughs> and all that. So 
Oh, great stuff, boys. Yeah, it's it's looking really great and I, I love the direction you're taking it. And it's it's very um it's still I still have the same emotion from that first post where I was like, damn, this is cool. Like cool. it was just nothing, but it was curious. It was like it was ambiguous and mysterious and it was yeah, it, I just wanted to know more. And I, I still get that um mm. same sense with um what you guys are doing now. So appreciate it. That's nice. Yeah. So you on the first drop, um, you know, or, or or before then, even even you're able to, um, kind of build hype, quite a lot, um, and just just through kind of almost just that withholding information from people and then finally releasing that, and then you have this you know storm of people that come and 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 just you know because they finally um kind of receive that information, they know something's been going on in the background, and then they're, yeah. they're finally made known to that. How has your um how has building hype your strategy towards that changed since then? Because that works once, but then now they know they know. You know what I mean? So um I suppose with, with drop two, um I mean I mean tell tell me about that. You guys you guys sold out drop two? Yeah. Well I mean like there's still a lot like we we release baby tees, um, which yeah. are like female sort of and, and there, there's a few still in stock, but like everything else, yeah, it's pretty much gone. Yeah, they're sold out. So like the hoodies and the pants and stuff, which was good. Um, we've got, yeah. I mean, in terms of how we did that, we focus on a few different um, like avenues of how we can create the hype. So we asked ourselves like what, what sort of things can create hype and it's the mm-hmm. product itself um, and then deeper within that, what about the product? So how it looks and the quality of it, right? Um, starting out, it was very easy to like jump into, you know, using a wholesale blank supplier in Melbourne. Um, cause that's the quickest way to get our stuff out there. And we got some samples and just didn't love it. Yeah. And we were asked ourselves and we were like, would you wear this? And like proudly wear it. And we we're both just like, nah. So then back to the drawing board sort of thought like, how can we get our stuff custom made? Cause we've. We've um got a particular type of, you know, cut of tees and how we want them to fit and hoodies, so um which weren't being met by these Aussie manufacturers. I think just quickly, yeah, it wasn't being met because we have like that oversized kind of um fit and um it was either really good quality but the actual fit wasn't right. There was short sleeves and it was tight or it had the right cut, having that oversized look, but the quality wasn't great. So It also just limits you to not being able to make adjustments because all their stuff's pre-made, so you can't, like, refine it, which we've done a lot. Like, these hoodies that we're releasing this month are quite refined and different to what we've released in the past, which we wouldn't have been able to do if we were using, you know, um, something like AS Color because their stuff's just like, you can buy this hoodie in bulk not sort of like make your own hood yeah in saying that like depending on what you're going for they are good options and they're very reputable and easy to get and um a lot of screen printers and stuff are very familiar with them so it can be an answer for some people but it just wasn't the right option for us sure um so yeah then just building on errands we had to look to go um, with a custom manufacturer, which is a whole process in itself, mm. which is very time consuming and can be very frustrating. But 
in what we're looking for, it's probably it was like the best option, and we're happy with what we've released so far. So yeah, we we um we found that custom manufacturer, got some samples, um, refined, and then once we'd got that product that we were happy with, whether it be the hoodie or the tee, um, then yeah, we pulled the trigger on the bulk order. So you know, expressing that via our socials that we've got like this quality product, but you can also see it in our photos. Like if you scroll back to our early posts, you can see those hoodies look really high quality and like people would comment that we'd get messages saying like, where do you get this stuff? We get them every day, but like messages saying like, where do you get your stuff? Made? Who's your manufacturer? And yeah. Stuff. Um, That's the golden and, question. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, well, we want those questions because yeah, it reinforces that what we're doing is you know, right. It's right. So that was one form of building hype and then the designs um you know each design goes through a long process of you know brainstorming refining it re-refining it that sort of thing um until we come up with the final product and um you know the butterfly hoods which you know like our logo um which sold out in seven minutes those hoodies in the first drop <clears throat> we've got yeah, a lot wow. of those um but people yeah people loved them so i think Far out. I think things just change along the way, to be honest, as well. And if you're like up and coming or you've done it for years, I'm sure they know that. But it's just like you've got to embrace what your gut feeling is. Like mm-hmm. if you look at our original plans, I think before we released, we had pretty much up until what we've done now already finished design-wise from mm. what we thought was going to be the designs. <laughs> and um, yeah. it changes a lot. It, um we had a lot of scrap designs, which is fine. Um, and a lot of scrap designs, though. Like. And, like, it, it, the whole process would be, like, as an eye on FaceTime or when we could after lockdown in person, just doing, like, a 10, 15-minute brainstorm, kind of bouncing off each other, which I think a lot of creatives yeah. like to work off that because you can build it on, like, everyone's um, input and stuff. But um, it's even been in drop one, I remember – one of our t-shirt designs, we were so happy with it. It was honestly probably our first one and it was like being locked in for six months. And I remember Aaron calling me like maybe a month before the drop, before we were dropping the t-shirts to our screen printers and said, Tram, I like, I don't love it anymore. And then I had a look wow. at it again. I had a look at it again and I, I was in the same boat. We're very similar. So it was back to the drawing board and it can be as late as that. So we've changed our mind a lot of times. We've changed designs like the day before we got them printed and then <laughs> um, we didn't regret it either. Like sometimes it's just meant to be in that sense. Like I'm sure yeah. it might catch up to us one day, but it's. Um, I remember I was listening to your Snake Hole podcast just before we came on mm-hmm. here and they were saying how if you look at designs from four years ago, they can think of how to change it or what they would have done now. And I yep. think it'll be the same for us, but we're obviously just getting started. So, and I the think, curse of hindsight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's just one other thing, like to quickly touch on starting out for us, like, because we're still really new to it. It's actually one of the things that we've had a bit of trouble with is um, making sure that our designs are like, they make sense in terms of being consistent, like, mm. <clears throat> sort of having the same um, vibe and, and feel, you know. Um, and that's a re that's a, like another reason why some designs that we had initially, we cut because they didn't really align with what else we've released. So 
Yeah, because yeah. I think our whole kind of original vision and story we were trying to like tell and like that community aspect has totally changed. Um, yeah. So at the start when we were kind of gradually changing, we were saying, is this the right move and stuff? But I'm glad we did because it um it just wouldn't make sense and the products wouldn't be as loved, I don't think, because we didn't love them. And at the end of the day, as a lot of producers say, what's the point of producing something you wouldn't wear? Um, especially mm. since our target audience is people around our age. So, yeah. Do you want to just touch on um, like our social media presence in terms of how we build that height? Yeah. Go sure. for it, guys. Um, so, yeah, social media obviously these days is just it's the way to go. Like that's how everyone sells it. I remember like telling my mum we were doing the clothing brand and she goes, oh, what stores do you want to do? Are you going to open a store? And I was like, that's not how you're going to do it. Um, so yeah, we're kind of going for that drop structure and stuff. Um, with that, it can be very hard cause you don't have stock all the time mm-hmm. and in between drops. Um, I think with social media and stuff, it's just all about being consistent. Um, so Aaron and I have like held ourselves to pretty much posting twice a week, um, which we've done pretty consistently. I think our longest break has been six days since we launched. It's um, tough though, like finding content to post twice a week when you've got that really down period. And we had, we had like a three a month, month gap yeah, we had a between the gap. first and second drop, which wasn't technically our fault the whole of it. <laughs> but um, yeah. it, that was a really tough period. Like as an IB on an hour long phone call was literally trying to come up with a quality post, not just like posting for the sake of it. And I think, yeah, doing that and being able to post so frequently, like when brands go on sort of like a hiatus and they don't post for like, you know, you go on their page and their most recent post was 10 weeks ago or something, like how can you sort of connect what we were saying before, like build that community or connect with your followers? And so if we're posting frequently, people don't firstly forget about us. We stay, you know, relevant or whatever. And, Mm. you know, everyone's up to date with what's going on. Um, and then once we finally drop, everyone's been waiting for it. We've been building that anticipation over the socials. Especially and- the last week. The last week, um, very important in terms of like if you're just constantly reminding someone like this awesome product that they might want is coming out, it, like give them the time and stuff. Um, just the more you remind them, the more they're going to remember to get on the site uh, on drop night. So. I yeah. think the yeah, Instagram is where we mainly are. Um, we're trying to branch onto TikTok more consistently, but mm. still wrapping our heads around that because that's a different ball game. But um it, brands are just killing it on there and it looks awesome. But yeah, just yeah. to wrap that about like building the hype. Like, yeah, as I said, like the quality of design, the quality of the product, sorry, the designs and then yeah, how we market it, it's all something that like all factors that we focus on to like build the hype. But yeah, at the end of the day, what we focus on mainly is, and what our like highest priority is like putting out a garment that we are like super proud of like with, and we know it like with our heart of hearts and, and that we think people are going to love. And then, yeah, I guess the hype kind of built itself with, um, yeah, with that. So, and I think lastly, if you look at our Instagram and stuff, like obviously we want to create professional content that looks really good and is high quality, but we don't want to be seen as like a professional, professional brand. Um, mm. So you will see our faces are in it on our Instagram stories and stuff. 
um, you see us a lot in it or just us working and having fun at studios, especially TikTok now. And that's a great way to build that community and connection so people know like we're two young guys, like pretty similar age to um, whoever's watching, just having fun with it and learning along the way. So being completely honest and uh, showing our personalities along the journey so we kind of can create that connection and stuff. So whether that's in DMs or just our content in general. Yeah. It's interesting you say that about, um, you know, saying how you want to keep it professional, yet you post things like that on your page that maybe aren't aren't so cinematic as such. Um, Honestly, like stuff cinematic sometimes, man. Like there's something so valuable. Like I made a post this week um, about what it means to create brand personality and what that looks like in the context of a streetwear brand and how important it actually is to not kind of stick with that corporate you know look that it's been forever since the beginning of eternity and how it's important to show your face show your voice you know who 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 is behind this brand and who who are who are its customers yeah. who's buying the clothes and and these kind of things are so very important, and particularly just linking this back. Also, when building hype, people don't get around a corporate company. Like, 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 come on! Like, yeah. when, when, when do you, do you really like? Are people lining outside Centrelink because they're waiting for their like new drop? No, they're not. Like, that's so silly. Like, it's a silly example, but but like, that's not why they're lining up outside Centrelink you know like <laughs> yeah I mean if it, you're not showing your personality as a brand which is like t- most people do it to be honest but um, yeah it only gives followers one reason to f- you know follow you and it's because of your product whereas if you're showing your personality as well there's two reasons it's either the product or these guys are cool I want to you know see what they do support them. oh that's perfect so yeah yeah and um, I think I think that vision of ours changed from our original planning i remember our original planning we were looking at like designer brands and stuff and you look at their instagrams and everything's like cinematic like we were going to stay anonymous as well yeah we're going to stay anonymous like not follow like ourselves or just post ourselves at all just have the content but um that shifted very quickly and i'm glad it did Hey, Elijah here. I'm really interrupting your listening to tell you about my mailing list. Sorry, not sorry. I cover topics specific to clothing brands such as building hype, video marketing, content strategy, all things I know will help you increase exposure and turn potential customers into actual customers. So, if you're a streetwear brand owner, head over to www.winkfilms.com resources. Under a large heading titled, join the mailing list, you will see a button. You can't miss it. Click sign me up, enter your email address, and it's that simple. There'll also be a link in the show notes. Okay, that's all. But make sure you check your junk mail because I for sure belong in your inbox. Back to the show. So just going off um, kind of what you were talking before about your consistency on social media and that kind of stuff, like I I love how you mentioned um, how important it is to post consistently. And and I I get this a lot on the podcast, but um, two times a week, like you said, that's a lot. Like that is a lot. How, what does your, um, your, 
your strategy, your content strategy look like? And, and how do you um, continuously and, and consistently um, post to social media in, in order to build that hype? <laughs> you can go that. Yeah. So we, in terms of our strategy, it's mm. basically what can we post? Yeah. So we don't really, <laughs> we don't follow a formula. It's more just like, um, you know, what would be cool? Um, what's what like you know what what haven't we shown them yet? What what could be a good post? You what know? makes sense at the time as well? Yeah, because like sometimes you'll have an idea that's like we've got no other ideas, but it's introducing like a new item or something, and that's just you're not going to introduce an item when it might be released, and you might not have the actual um, finished product for another yeah. month or two. Do you know what mm, I mean? Because that yeah. ruins the hype as well. Um, I guess what, what you found anyway. I guess one strategy we've got is like <clears throat> what I've done on my phone is, you know, you can draft posts on Instagram and I've got a bunch of um, drafts, <laughs> drafts, <laughs> drafts posted, uh, like drafts drafted. Um, can't mm. speak. Um, just in case, yeah, we do struggle too much to the point where we need to post one of those drafts, um, you know, whether that be like, just a cool photo or something like that. So, like, we've always yeah. got something ready. But, yeah, ideally we do something with a bit more meaning and something that's actually going to be received well rather than just, like, something aesthetic and stuff like that. So we haven't really done a lot of those posts, but they're there. Um, but, it's yeah, yeah. It's, we, look, now that things are speeding up a little bit in terms because we've got new manufacturers who are a bit more um, on the ball and faster, um, we've got that content to post more consistently. Um mm. But yeah, the the toughest times are during that down period, right after a drop, um, and you're like, yeah. oh, you don't want to release new garments yet, but you also don't want to have like a cooling off period, just recycling the same products you've already released, and like people might say, are these restocking? And you go, nah, because that's how we don't restock anything <laughs> in terms of the yeah. same. Uh, color garment and whatever so and then like posting something that's sold out yeah and then they they, it's like it's not building an attraction to that um which is what we found and in that three month period between drops or whatever it was i think maybe just under three months it got really hard um Mm. and then but yeah bit of brains it is what it is like um our most recent post was like a a photo of our first ever t-shirt sample we got um versus our latest um, tees that sold out in half an hour and we've had that plan for yeah oh wow guys just boast about it for a second you guys are being so modest like <laughs> i want to hear we all want to hear like about these things man 30 minutes really no well we had the we had two <laughs> colors black and gray the gray sold out the following day but yeah the black sold out in half hour um, we feel, yeah, we're happy, but it always feels weird talking about like selling out and stuff because we haven't made it yet. If that makes sense, like yeah, it's like we're doing, like we've done. Yeah, we're selling out, which is cool. But at the end of the day, like we're not anything like hugely successful yet. So it's it's hard to be like you and, know yeah. headed and stuff. You, about you it. look at mm-hmm. reputable brands like in Melbourne and stuff, and they speak about being in the industry six years and stuff, and like you can't really. Uh, get too ahead of yourself at all in four months and stuff. And we know there's products that we can do better even at the start. So there's nothing to get, like, obviously we're happy with how it's trekking, but that doesn't mean to like stop improving and stuff like that. It's And there's hiccups on the ways that people don't see or 
um, only see kind of the surface area of. So, um, sure. yeah, and just like on drop night on the 25th, like, so we sold out those hoodies in four minutes, but we also placed an order for samples for our fourth collection. That's what the main focus was. It was getting stuff organized for the future. Like we were, we were happy, but we were like, we've got to make this payment tonight yeah. so we can get them ASAP. Um, so yeah, sure. we're looking to the future rather than focusing on the present, which can be like bad because, you know, people always say enjoy it, but I we mean, do like, enjoy it. We, we give ourselves an hour on drop night to chill out. But yeah, <laughs> the thing with the clothing brand is there's so many delays, like we never thought of before when we started like, um, shipping delays, how long it takes to make stuff. So yeah, going overseas is you encounter that compared to yeah. like the little like Aussie bulk um, order yeah. of AS or something. So that's but, why we prioritized ordering on drop night rather than the next day or whatever when, you know, we we're packing all those orders the next day anyway. So that would have probably been pushed back to later that night and then that's a whole day where they could have been making those samples for us. So it's just like, yeah, we're, we're definitely, we love, we love um, drop night and everything, but yeah, definitely focused on the future. More so. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy that moment and then focus once again yeah absolutely um in terms of your um when you post when you post things to instagram do you find for you guys there's a particular time um of the day a very specific time of the day then that you get the most engagement and that contributes to um kind of how you show up in people's feed or if you show up in people's feed at all um well we have had times where we found like we're not showing up on feeds and whatever. Um, but I think it depends more so on the day. Would you agree? Like so, yeah. we've, we learned pretty early unless we really have to and or like building the hype like the weekend before the drop. We mm. try and stick it in those cooling down periods to not post on weekends. Um, sure. Being Friday and Saturday just because everyone's, enjoying their weekend um which is what we're doing as well to an extent so um what do you reckon yeah um what's the question again so okay <laughs> now so we usually look to post yeah like so we like to post on a oh. sunday um just because a lot of people are wrapping up their weekend and scrolling through their phones like on a lazy yeah. sunday so we usually aim to post most Sundays and then sometime throughout the week on a like weekday night. Um, we were, before we'd started, we were studying like Instagram algorithms, TikTok algorithm. algorithm. Um, and yeah. they would always say like 7 p.m. your time. Um, so we were doing that um, or like 5 to 7 p.m. or whatever it was. We were doing that and like, yeah, it works well. We still do that on on a weekday post, but. We actually find on a Sunday, which is when we usually post the mornings best because everyone like around like mid-morning, so sort of like 10 a.m. kind of thing. Everyone's waking up. And- waking up from the night out the night before. and <laughs> you know, over. See a wholesome <laughs> nurture post and give it a like and keep scrolling. So thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I see that. I have a, I have a, a cool story, um, if you don't mind me sharing quickly, but I – um. I did a giveaway with um, something wonderful who was on my podcast a few times ago. Um, they they just wanted to uh, give me some clothes for as a thank you, and I I said, why don't we give it away as a, as a joint thing between you know my audience, those who listen to the podcast, and um, and your customers. So um, you know we did that. Um, 
and yeah uh, oh yeah sorry no it wasn't something wonderful it was um the snake hole and um right. yeah it was the snake hole sorry um and so yeah i shared i shared out that post with with at 7 a.m when i released the podcast and and you know because in my mind i'm thinking you know like release at the same time because people mm -hmm. listen to the podcast on the commute but like no. Nah, like no nah, bad <laughs> idea take take that down like oh my goodness and absolutely it's one in like a oh, post doesn't do yeah. as well as you want i've got one in like one of our i think it was our third animation or something we kind of were releasing um a new t-shirt from drop one and um we're lucky enough to have one of our um mates who's a dj his name's run for cover quick plug yeah. to lands um, but he's, uh, he gives us like unreleased music to have those background instrumentals for those animations. Um, yeah, cool. which is really cool. But yeah, we like had this animation, which was our favorite post. And I reckon to this day is my favorite post. And it just like, for what it was flopped, like yeah. whether that wasn't getting onto people's for you pages. Um, cause there was a few people we asked, did you see it? And it didn't happen to come up for them for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, which was pretty disappointing, but that's a while ago now. So who really cares? Yeah. Uh, it just happens. Yeah, it does. It is what it is, I suppose. And I mean, I, it's a process um, sort of nailing that and learning about your audience to see when they are most active. And sometimes it's a matter of, it, in fact, I'd say it is just a matter of getting it wrong. Because yeah, getting it wrong yeah. is that important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Look, I'd like to make a bit of a pivot now. And I, I want to speak about, um, I, I shared about this on my my last podcast. Um, I, I did a tutorial about creating shareable content, and and one of the first things I spoke about was um, actually having a, a strong brand personality is one of the thing things that's important with creating shareable content, and this links in directly with building hype as well. But how I, I shared shared a bit of a story that you guys posted that I was inspired by and caught my attention um about um was it i think it was it dropped to where there was some um issues with uh, manufacturing tell tell me a bit about that just give some context around that i'll give this one to aaron because he was the person that got the first look at um those products so. oh no <laughs> yeah, um, what did you find in the box aaron yeah well so basically, we we had used these manufacturers for our first drop in, mm. um, and all our samples and stuff. Yeah, the stuff was grouse. So we we're like, you know, just do what you did uh, with different colors. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. Um, anyway, so yeah, we got the we got the shipments of the bulk order. Um, so it was like four boxes, probably full of stuff, maybe five. And and I opened up. I think it was yeah the first one. It was the blue hoods that we just dropped, um, and. They looked like they were about five years old. I actually put one on, <laughs> I put one on, and I went down to my parents. And I'm like, "How old do you reckon this hoodie is?" And they literally said, "Like four years old." So <laughs> they, they just had balls all over them, and, and they were like they were banged thin up. As they were just, Ooh. and then the inside, it was just like rugged. It sucked. Yeah, so that's we, bad. That was just like a stomach drop. Called tram, and I was like, 
we're in strife. In but serious strife. The worst part about it was that was just the start. Like, yeah, so <laughs> oh no! The end of the story. So that's one box, and then it gets worse. Yeah, well, we, the brown hoods were fine. Yeah, the brown was, hoods were. Yeah, they were fine. So we're like, oh, maybe just the blues. We're in strife. We can deal with that. Yeah, and then we go to the tees. We had one hundred and twenty odd tees. Mm-hmm. Um, four colors open those up and just to like give a bit of backstory for people that might not know our brand like uh, we focus on material composition of the tea which is 55 cotton 45 polyester um sure it's it's sort of like a more stretchy type feel i guess rather than like you know your average 100 cotton tea but then mm-hmm. also the heaviness of it so the gsm or grams per square meter um being quite heavyweight um and these teas were neither yeah the cones <laughs> literally definitely cotton and i actually calculated the gsm by cutting up the square of fabric far um, out way and doing like formulas and stuff to calculate the gsm and it was like 170 i think instead of 300 gsm oh that's very um, not oh it was it was same. like it was it was terrible but like, um, there's no there's no other way to describe yeah. it worst part though was that our manufacturers to this day our old ones we don't use them anymore they still haven't admitted to their like wrongdoing so they still said oh. no nah, they're the right tees you guys are wrong like you can't just cut up a T and calculate as GSM was not accurate and stuff. And and I was holding like our drop one T's and then in this my other hand our new T's and it's like night and day difference. And oh, we literally man. weighed it and sent videos to them like being the same size and stuff. And there was like grams different. Oh, I remember yeah. now. But um that was a terrible time. Did, did you get a refund? No. Nah. Or like, no, no, we didn't. We yeah. Um, we, all we got though was so the T's no refund. Yeah, and so we lost, um, took a huge L on that. Oh, and they, that and sucks they early on. We make them as well, um, but the hoodies, thankfully, they're yeah, like send them I mean. back, and we'll make new ones. Um, so, but we had to pay for shipping back, which was over a thousand bucks to get no. them. So it's like. Wasn't no even, way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we, I think we we just took an L. Yeah, like not into not into get into numbers, but it was a big yeah. setback. And anyone that is starting up a clothing brand will know, like money wise, you're very slim anyway. Because even after like a successful drop, if if we sell out or whatever, as as was mentioning, you're buying samples and like bulk orders within that next week. So you can go mm. from like up. And then you just back to square one with like nothing in the account again. Yeah. So um, taking that loss nearly killed us, to be honest. Yeah. It, um, it was. Look, I'm, I'm glad it didn't. No, but tell you what, like, I'm so glad it happened because, like, it was a blessing in disguise in the sense that we found these new manufacturers who, like, their communication is great. They're honest, um, fast, yeah. quality's unreal. Their packaging care is great. Like, our new shipment came in. It was like triple wrapped and then each piece had its own wrapping as well. So it's like oh, everything's really well treated. And, and um, So it's a step up. It's a step up, yeah. And we, yeah. we didn't, like looking back at it now, we're glad. But at the time we were very content with what happened in drop one. And mm. we're like, let's just do a new design and do new colors and stuff. And hopefully it'll be just as successful and it didn't happen to be that way. So yeah, a big hiccup. That's tough boys. Yeah, oh was- man. Yeah. Look, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell this part from my perspective being, um, 
you know, kind of on the on the other end of this story, seeing the post come out and kind of reading about it. And, you know, at, at first I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm okay with this, but how is everyone else going to receive this? Like, you know, you've, you've already announced your drop at this point. You've got a date on it and it's just, it's, it's going to have to be pushed back. And so, but I read the comments and, and it's, it's, it's just all it is, is support. It was all love. Yeah. It was all love. Exactly. And I think in that moment, people definitely appreciated, um, what you did like they 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 appreciated that you came clean that that you didn't you didn't stuff anyone over you know like you could have um you could have very easily done that but you you came clean yeah, about I it and obvi- the obvious well not the obvious option but like if we really wanted to we mm. could have released those tees and find a way mm. to release those hoodies as well sure um, but it just wouldn't make sense since we just prided ourselves on like wanting to release products that both we wanted to wear and rated in terms of quality and stuff. Absolutely. So, um it was good to be honest. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so tell me tell me about that drop then. So yeah you, you split the drop up into A, two A and two B. How do you think this um that setback sort of affected that drop? Was it positive? Was it negative? Was the hype still there? How did it contribute? I think overall when I think it was pretty, definitely positive. Pretty yeah. well. Um, I've, I, in terms of overall planning and stuff, we'd always like in lockdown, like especially as now our favorite brands do drops and those big brands do like a bunch of products, obviously. But so mm. our first one had a lot more products, but being forced to split our second drop into two, um, yep. we were going to trial and error like smaller drops anyway. Um, and it kind of forced us to do that. So um, it's, it's a bit of a change in the process. It actually worked out well, and we probably will take on like, news in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, the drop structure for us, like that big drop that we initially had planned, it was a 10-piece drop for drop two. Like mm. it was way better splitting that up, um, I reckon. You know, when there's so much people, like there's so much, it's almost like, like available, sorry, so much available. There's almost like too much available. Um, when there's less, yeah. um, people can, you know, look at each piece and, and really like, you know, decide whether they like it or not versus like 10 pieces, you know, I don't think people are really going to take, you know, people are busy, you know. So <laughs> if I see 10 pieces from a drop, I'm not going to look at all 10 pieces personally. It's so, true. Um, yeah. and I think even if you do have the time to look, which many people don't, um, you just scroll. But it's like if you like two or three of them, like you're probably not going to want to spend the money to get all two to three as well. Whereas if that like two to three items that you like, it's released in the two to three month period, you might buy one each monthly. As yeah. Well. It's interesting. Uh, the psychology of selection, if yeah. you have a larger selection, it's, it's counterintuitive. People don't respond to that. You know, if you have two products there and they like one, there's no room for fence sitting. And there's also there's also no room for that anyone to, for them to go somewhere else because they're like in their mind they're thinking I have two options here buy this one or buy yeah. this one or not at all I like one of them I'm gonna buy that and it's like I I don't know if you guys have this in Melbourne but for my my Brisbane people Cafe sixty three they're kind of like a um they're like a, a chain cafe you know and it, like the the McDonald's version of, of a 
of a cafe and, and they kind of, you know, they pop up all around the place, but their menu is just, whoa, like you look at it and it's like, what do, what that, where do I, heck, where the heck I even start, you know? Mm. And this is why like people go, will go to a specialty restaurant over yeah. um, a, a pub because a pub, like where do you even start? A specialty restaurant, you know what you want, you know what they sell, their menu's smaller and it's just, like you, you go to eat out to make things easier, you know, and it's a, and in a way it's the same with clothing that people mu- respond much better to a smaller selection than every color under the sun and yeah. all, you know, so, you know, they choose the design they like, they pick their style, there it is in a single color, great. You know, they, that's, that's it. That's the way yeah, to go. it's just the specialty stuff. So, yeah, yeah. what you specialize in and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, look, this look is great. So you, um, you came clean about it. You did really well. And obviously it was a better experience. You think selling drop two in, in, in two parts in a way. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. So, and, and then do you say, so do you say drop two B is your third drop or well, I mean, you, technically it is but it's part of the second drop but yeah, yeah. i mean it was a third dropping of items cool essentially um yeah but yeah. release yeah yeah no well honestly you guys are, are doing i'm just mind blown of what you've been able to do so far at first maybe i was i, I was a little bit skeptical to be honest like is this just their friends and family are they just extremely popular people like but but obviously like I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, you guys are, are definitely developing into a brand that's really, really healthy and it's going, um, it's only up from here. But, but just before we, um, we finish things off, is there any um, sort of silver bullets, you know, um, a particular piece of information that maybe you can share with some brands that struggle to build hype around their products? It's a good question. <laughs> Um, I'll just start off. I just think like we're just getting started. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. if whether you have a background in the field and or not, if you want to do it, like just do it properly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. spend the time um, and don't be afraid to make a mistake. Like the first hiccup isn't the end unless you make it the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to put it on. Yeah, there. I mean – it's actually quite funny. After our first drop, we had this guy message us and he was like, do you reckon we can set up a call and I'll pay you guys and you can teach me a few things, answer my questions. Huh. We were like, we've done one drop, mate, but like, sure, if you want. <laughs> and um, I think the piece of advice that I was stressing to him back then was, um, it's just left my mind actually. Um, it was, yeah, it was creating a piece that is creating a garment that you know, like 100%, you love it. Um, if it wasn't yours, you'd love it. Um, and then it's just about trusting the process that everyone else is going to feel that same way or a lot of people are going to feel mm. that same way. Because if you are if you like it, it's less of a chance that other people are going to love it. Do you know what I mean? But if, you, if you're if you like, wow, that is insane. I need insane. that almost. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's got more of a chance of people also loving it. Like I find the garments that Trem and I absolutely love like both of us love they're the ones that have performed the mm. best. so yeah that's probably my biggest thing is just like don't don't settle for 
something that you're like, okay, I just want to get this out and make some money and sell um, this, you know, T-shirt with this average design. Um, that's a mid, but um, yeah, like created something that you're super proud of, and that like you think, yeah, if you saw that in a store, you'd you'd buy it. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just like if you are getting started and looking to go overseas, just know there is a lot of barriers to it as well. So if you're dealing with manufacturers, first language barrier, time zones, <laughs> wherever you're getting it done, like some things just don't. Um, go to the plan or if like you feel like you need an answer, just know that that might not come for like another 12 hours because they're asleep, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's just constant um, just preparation for worst-case scenario, which we probably didn't do when that um, manufacturer stuff happened, but like just shipping delays and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. When's drop four, boys? Well, actually, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we, we're, we're not going to put a date on it in case something comes up. But yeah, the plan is to release a mini drop of a particular garment this month, um, and then hopefully, um, you know, if all goes to plan, um, some stuff's coming in July. So, oh great! This, this is keep in mind. This is for the loyal customers that stayed to the end. This is yeah, for the loyal exactly. ones, the real ones. Yeah, so to be they, fair, they're loyal. Look, uh, the plan right now is is to have stuff every month. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. that's what our plan is. Our plan but is you never know. Life. Stuff can happen, time constraints, and just shipping delays, which tend to happen way too often. Um, but, yeah. Exciting times. Um, so where where can listeners find um, you guys or Mertra Mertra if they want to know some more or buy some garments? Yeah, cool. So handles on Instagram and, and TikTok are just Mertra Mertra, so M-E-R-T-R-A, twice, M-E-R-T-R-A. And, um, yeah, website's just www.mertramertra.com. That's it. Yeah, all the same. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's so exciting, guys. I have definitely learned something today about um, building hype and, and even about your own personal experience and your story with building hype. Um, it's so it's it's inspiring and practical and educational. So I hope um, I hope the listeners have also got something have got the same value that I have gotten out of today and and you guys as well. Just last big thank you to you guys for taking the time to come on and speak with me today. Have um, such a productive conversation. I've I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys have too. Yeah, always. I was thinking it's, it was actually really cool. I've never done anything like this. Yeah, no, it's um, cool. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, exactly. And thanks for reaching out. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool how, like, it's so easy with technology these days to come up with a date and just to collaborate like this. So, um, absolutely. That was good and- fun. And I'd love to have you guys on again in the years to come when we see your brand flourish and grow more than it is already. So exciting times. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Hey, Elijah here. Thank you for sticking around for today's conversation. And a big thank you to Casper and Aaron from Mertra Mertra for sharing their time and expertise. Now, before I let you go, let's do today's practical practice. Find a pen and some paper because we are going to write this down together. You know your garment better than anyone does. Write one reason you believe your customers will benefit from buying your product. 
Below that, list three ways you're going to market that feature or feeling, each naming the specific platforms or locations that content is going. Great job. I hope today you feel like you're one step closer to building hype and selling out more consistently. If you're a streetwear brand owner and would like to get in touch with some content strategy or videography, contact me via my email, elijah at winkfilms.com. I'm more than happy to organize a free 30-minute meeting to discuss your needs and find the best solution for you. And let me give you this hint, hint, it's not always me. Looking for more resources? Join my mailing list. Go to winkfilms.com resources and sign up today. I send emails multiple times a week for brand owners who want to optimize their content strategy to increase sales conversions on their garments. View all links mentioned in today's podcast in the show notes. But thank you for joining me once again, and I hope to meet you again next week. Bye now.